As a shepherd seeks a lost sheep, like a woman who searches for a lost coin until it is found, as a father receives a returning wayward son, therefore let us praise God in thanksgiving that we are received. Welcome to worship. So if you can stay standing, our first song is number nine, and it is a familiar tune, but different words. So I think you can handle it. And Matthew is going to lead us in the music, and Eric is going to be playing for us. So this is number nine, Come Away from Rush and Hurry. We'll be singing this in triple time. I'm just kidding. You can turn to um, 725 and voices together. The Psalm 23 was one of our lectionary readings for today, and this is actually the, um, one of the um, funny, I don't know, what do you call those websites, you know, like on Facebook, so that. This is um, Shepherd Sunday, and so those of you that have seen um, Firefly know that Shepherd Book is um, one of the characters, and so it's just kind of funny to, I mean, so it is Shepherd Sunday, and one of these squares is Shepherd, the Shepherd Square. I just have to figure out which one, so stay tuned. <laughs> but if you want to, if you could join me in reading, um, reading Psalm 23, that would be great. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, oh God, along the right sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, 
You prepare a table before me, the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is probably one of the most, like the most well-known psalms, or maybe even passages in general in the Bible. But I don't think I don't think we ever tire of it, and we can always keep reading it. If we can turn to eight eight nine for confessing and reconciling. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and put a new and steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. From 1 Peter 2, verses 24 to 25. He himself bore our sins on his body on the cross so that free from sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Amen. Our next song is 389 together. And we can stand for that one too, if you'd like.
So this is the problem. This is the problem. Okay, so before we start the Lectio, I just wanted to give a few words for, um, first. When I was um, <clears throat> researching this, I saw somewhere that it, somewhere written that um, somebody had described Lectio Divina as um, the four points of a compass around a circle with the Holy Spirit moving seamlessly in between all those points. And so their point, their, their idea was that um, the different steps don't have to, don't always have to be in the, the right, the same order, like there's not a right order, but that there's the four different, the four different steps and, you know, as long as the Holy Spirit's in the middle of it working with us. so. Um, so we, we're going to read the passage three times, and we're going to read it in three different translations. And each time there's going to be a different prompt. The idea behind Lectio Divina or divine reading is to help us hear from God through scripture, guided by the Holy Spirit, and hopefully it will deepen our relationship with God. So the key thing for me that I keep hearing is that the Holy Spirit is with us. And that is really a very Anabaptist thing is to read the scripture with the Holy Spirit and discern it with each other and for ourselves. So the first, um, the first time we read through it is a chance for you to get familiar with the the, um, the passage, look for words or phrases that jump out. You can circle them. You can make a list, um, whatever works for you. And I will start by saying, dear God, let us hear from you. And then Norm's going to read the passage for us. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. 
For the second time through, we are going to hear the passage read. Are you reading it, Rachel? Lori? One of them. And it is um, this time, focus on the things that you were aware of from the first time we heard it and start reflecting on what you hear God saying to you. Not what the passage means, not what's interesting, but what is God saying? Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through a fence of a sheep pen instead of going through the gate, you know he's up to no good. A sheep rustler. The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him and the sheep recognize his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Sheep wrestlers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that we can, they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. The third time through is, to, is the time to respond. So we'll read it one more time. Um, Chris is gonna read it from the Common English Bible. And after he reads it, then we can share some things that came up. We can share out loud, we can share with God, and um, but there'll also be the other sharing time, at, the normal sharing time, if things come up later. I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate, but climbs over the wall is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard at the gate opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but will run away because they don't know the stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again. I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest.
I think in true Lectio fashion, there shouldn't be so many um, other things that are presented to you, like the cartoons or some visuals, but you know how I am. I don't follow rules very well. So anybody, anything jump out at anyone, to anyone? Anybody want to share anything as they were reading through it? How was it having three different translations? Um, the fourth step is, um, is rest. So now we can take some time to contemplate, um, reflect on what we've talked about, what we've read. Um, Eric's going to start playing the song. Um, Matthew will start singing it. It's number 574. And when you feel like you want to join in, you can join in.
Please pray with me. A wilderness beckons us, a desert, a barren place, yet a place of blessing and discovery. Jesus, steady companion, accompany us as we enter the hurtful places, the frightening places, the dangerous places deep within us. Jesus, our wild and well-traveled guide, lead us into the, to this emptiness where all will fall away and we will have nothing but you. Walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death where we shall be raised and drink of deep springs. Amen. Our last song is 8.40, and we can, we can stand for that, and then stay standing for the benediction. You'll note there's some fermatas, so be watching me.
That was super fun. Thanks, Matthew. Live without fear. Your creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and, lo and loves you as a parent. Go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with you always. Amen. Go in peace.